1899, there was a man named Gilles, and he was convicted at Brighton of driving a motor car at a speed greater than reasonable and proper. He was fined three British pounds or the choice of being jailed for 21 days. That three British pounds is equivalent to 610 U.S. dollars today. That's a substantial fine. His speed, according to the chief constable, was 12 miles per hour. The magistrate's clerk said that if a motor car was to be used in Brighton, he think four miles per hour would be fast enough for anybody. Can you imagine driving four miles per hour? In the late 1800s, the attitudes of public officials was very hostile to automobiles in the UK. In fact, the High Court of London stated that no automobile would be allowed on their roads. That all changed. Cars were the wave of the future, but everyone was still stuck on the horse. They did not want to see that change. It reminds me a little bit of electric cars today. When electric cars first came out, the automotive industry was very hostile to them. There's always someone coming up with a new idea, and the world is just not ready for it yet. And those who like to come up with new ideas have to be prepared for the resistance they will face. It's sad that you have to overcome such heavy objections, but that is the way of life. Self-driving cars, electric cars, flying cars, universal basic income, gunless cities, heck, roundabouts instead of intersections, removing yield lights on traffic signals. I don't believe there should be a yield light because it's discretionary. A person can misjudge and have a collision. It'd be better for them to be told when to go and when to stop. That's hard enough to do for some people already. But these things in the future that hopefully make our lives better are always met with some resistance. There's another story about a certain man named Frederick Tudor. They call him the Ice King, but he wasn't always the Ice King. He was a man who saw his northern friends cut out blocks of ice from frozen lakes and plop it into their drinks. And he thought, what if I brought that ice to the south? Wouldn't that be pretty nice on a hot summer day? So he got this brilliant idea just to start cutting up lakes and shipping it to the south. Spent a million dollars doing so. People laughed at him. The papers laughed at him. He sent a bunch of ice by ship, which was very expensive, to the south. And guess what? It melted. Of course, it couldn't. <laughs> there was no refrigerators, no freezers at that time. But it undeterred, he kept trying until he realized that he could put sawdust on the blocks of ice and they would make it and not melt. And then once you brought it to the south, you would need to cut out a hole in the ground and use double shell insulation where you have two walls and an air gap in between and you would be able to keep the ice frozen for an extended period of time. People loved the idea of ice that came from a pond and it was well and good until someone else came up with a better idea which was to make artificial ice. Ice that was not from a pond but water that was frozen and was perhaps significantly cleaner. Frederick Tudor didn't like that idea. It was hurting his business. 
So he jeered at the artificial ice, the fake ice that was, in his mind, harmful to people because they should have real, natural, organic ice. But the reality is we both know that it's better to have clean water frozen than it is to cut blocks of ice from a pond that who knows what's in there. All kinds of biology. The world always meets dreamers with resistance. They don't like your ideas. They think they're crazy, like the iPad, which people at the time thought was just a big iPhone. Oversized iPhone. Why do I need an iPad? I have an iPhone. I have an iPod Touch. Look at how many people have tablets now. Change comes from one person and is spread through a small group of people. And eventually, others join in thinking that this is a good idea. But it's always met with resistance until the majority accept it. And so if you have a new idea that folks are not too kind to, I encourage you to keep pushing, keep explaining. Don't get discouraged, because that's how the world changes. Dreams inspire us to be unafraid of failure. They are our commitments to future generations. We have to chase them. We have to keep pushing because that's what makes the world around you better.